Carrigogunnel is an old castle, a few miles to the north of the school. Long ago, a little girl used to cross Carrig on her way here. Every morning she used to meet a woman. She had told her mother about the woman, and one day her mother had a sick calf. So she told the little girl to ask the strange woman for a cure for the calf. The strange woman gave her a bottle. When the little girl went home, her mother shook the mixture in the bottle on her daughter first, and then on the calf. Next morning, when the little girl met the strange woman, the woman hit her a slap on the face. I thought I was clever, she said, but your mother was wiser than I was. If the mother had not shaken the mixture on the little girl, the fairies would have taken her. Pat Moore Kilcolman, County Limerick. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Pish Rogues podcast. Luke is here to join me. My name is Aaron. Yeah, I'm here. I'm a special guest. He's he, Luke is always special and he's always a guest. I'm always No, special. he's never a guest, but he's always special. And we're always in my home. <laughs> we're always in Luke's bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've ruined the allure. It's very wintry outside, man. Very wintry. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Well, to be honest, it's November. God, should I be surprised? It's also nice and early. I'm feeling good. It is. You're gonna have two spry young men on the bus. Two fresh boys straight out of bed with a breakfast in their bellies. Woo! Searching for a cure. A cure during these times where everyone is searching for a cure. I'm searching for a cure to loneliness. (laughs) Well. I've got a little news story here for you, man. In fairy news, a cork farmer, Daniel Bohane, he said he had 10 years of bad luck and he thinks it's down to a standing stone that a bull in his land just used to scratch off of and fell. So he was plagued by floods on his land and his cattle were getting sick and dying for the past 10 years. And the longer he thought about it, he was like, the only thing I can think back to was this standing stone being knocked (laughs) over. So he called on two Dutch druids who live in Kerry. <laughs> Fair play to them. These Dutch druids. Do you think they were disappointed when they came to Ireland thinking we'll be in good company with more druids than maybe in Deutschland? Yeah, I no. think. Well, it's not Deutschland. Yeah. But. Uh, Always gets me. <laughs> I'd say they were very disappointed, man. Yeah. That's a different story about our culture being lost and dying. We'll but get to that. Do you, we'll get to that later. These two druids, the they said a few prayers, like addressed the fairies, told them that they're going to lift the stone off from what they believe the stone had fell on a fairy road that led to a nearby fort. So they're going to lift up the stone with the help of a digger, of course. <laughs> a mystical digger. <laughs> a mystical digger that had been blessed. And there's no call or report backstory to say that uh, his look has improved. But this rep- story was only released on Friday the 6th of November. So if there's any updates... We'll keep you posted. Yeah. All right, Aaron, we can't make a whole episode about this, but I wanted to include it. Um, there's a little art and ducus here, Care of the Feet. Ooh. It says, Charles Raleigh of Marrera, commonly known as Innocent Charlie, never wore boots until he joined the English army in 1913. <laughs> Jussie Pickett Lachlan never wore boots till the day she died what a badass man 
I wonder if they put shoes on her in the in the coffin. I hope not. I hope not. That'd be almost an insult <laughs> to her person, isn't yeah. it? I died wearing no shoes. I mean, I lived wearing no shoes and I died. Do you think... I only just thought about this now. Do you think they wore shoes but never boots? Oh. I hope not. I hope they never wore anything on their feet and built up these calluses so thick that they could do anything. I think they had calluses like those uh, shoes you see people wear that just breaches the bottom of their soles, if you get me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those uh, feet shoes. Exactly. The ones that have individual toes. feet, feet. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we have feet feet anymore? Yeah. <laughs> These kids with their soft feet. So, these two people must have had the cure for shoes. Man. <laughs> they never needed them. A perfect segue. <laughs> the most flawless segue. Into our topic today. Irish cures. Uh, Irish cures. Yeah. And I think the first thing I read anyway, because I wasn't too familiar with cures being a Kerry man. And it seems that they're predominantly a northern sort yeah. of North Connacht, North Leinster, Ulster area. They're that kind of a vibe. I'm half proud of it. Half proud of it. It's I very think you should be fully proud of it. Yeah. Really half proud. I think I've really gotten... When I was doing the research for this, Aaron, I think it's safe to say somehow from our research that all the people down your neck of the woods were rebels. They were throwing shit about, throwing their weight around, fighting, fighting the English. And all the people around my area, for some reason, are concocting things. Running around with the fairies. Yeah, no, we were all running around with the fairies. We were all running around with the fairies, but for some reason... You were making stuff. ...couldn't grow up for a lot, a lot longer... Well, I wonder what that is, man. Why? I'd love to know, can someone answer us? Please write into pishdrogspodcast at gmail.com or message us on any of our social profiles as to why. I definitely think it's more isolated is a lot of, and thus a bit more magic-y, a bit more... It is definitely more magic. I like yeah. it. I like these cures. Yeah. I, I like believe it. in them, man. Oh, yeah. And if you, if you have any of the cure, if you have any of the ailments we mention... Here we go. It might be a shit because... You have a man here. I've I've received two cures, and one of them I'm certain worked. The other one, it it helped. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. a bit weird though. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. So here's an excerpt from the Irish Times, an article by Peter Maguire, "Magical Mystery Curses," and I feel like kind of sums it all up nicely. I'm sitting with Linda Rogers and her 95 year old mother Isabel. Linda has the power of the cure, which, put somewhat crudely, is a belief that magical or religious thinking occasionally combined with herbal remedies, can cure all sorts of ailments and diseases. There are hundreds just like Linda in every part of Ireland, with cures for problems that include shingles, colic, burns, sprains, eczema, warts and verrucas, heart conditions, epilepsy, ringworm, asthma and thrush, all passed down in secrecy as part of an unbroken folk tradition which predates Christianity in Ireland. It is taboo for healers to take any money from the thousands of people who visit them each year, and advertising is virtually prohibited. I think that article, or that bit of that article, sums it up very nicely. I like this idea that these cures have been passed down from person to person for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Mm. This idea that they can't advertise and they can't accept any money, it's all kind of a colloquial word-of-mouth experience. And, and it shows then, you know, for anyone, look, growing up with, you know, family that were fervent believers of cures and telling me to go to cures. Mm. I was always like, ah. but now in hindsight, you know, 
it's only individuals who want to go there go there they, they don't get charged any money so even if you don't get cured it was not, no harm you've lost nothing. no harm done yeah uh, exactly and those individuals obviously have no you know they're not going around shouting from the rooftop that they're god or anything no and um, what i like about it is some of them mention it like that it was a blessing to them but there was an element of it being a curse considering that it was a good thing that you were healing people, but you were also never let alone because you could heal people. Oh, it's So really there was annoying. always people coming to you and you never charged them anything for it. I've been at my uncle's house and two random people showed up to get Just the cure. to get yeah. the cure. And bring a box of biscuits with them like, and you're like, all right, you're here for the next More, more minutes. on Luke's wonderful cure family later. I think something for me that just gives it an added legitimacy is, mm. you know, in the article it mentioned this woman, Trina, uh, 38 years old. So a young woman, she's by no means, you know, yeah. an LD. Um, she's a master's in clinical medicine from Trinity. She married a woman whose father had a cure for her sprains. Uh, never she married a man. <laughs> married Doesn't a really man. matter, to be yeah. honest. Married someone whose she father a had a cure for sprains. And uh, she laughed, she threw her eyes up. To heaven is what she said first when she heard about it and laughed. But it worked, she said, without a shadow of a doubt. It worked. If the pain comes back, I ask him to make the cure for me again and it disappears completely. Which so she doesn't really know how it works, but it just she's does. Happy. I like that. And there was another, in this article, there was a mention of the psychiatric nurse who had the cure for epilepsy and things. And she had this kind of conflict in her head of like, well, I'm a practicing nurse, but I also have this cure for cures which doesn't exist in modern medicine like this idea of the cures doesn't exist in modern medicine but she firmly believes it and i like the idea that she has settled with this conflict and knows that she can do well in both she can provide her service as a nurse in lines with modern medicine and she can do this cure and she also said that she advises people to also go to true doctors and she they can come to her for the cure as well so it's the best of both worlds i feel i feel like you're not losing out why not yeah and that's what we'll say to anyone listening to this keep an open mind to the cures but also this isn't advertised by us or we hope anyone as an alternative no if you get into um, a car wreck and your head's hanging off don't go for the cure just maybe go to the hospital and then if there's some other problems go for the cures after and we'll just finish out reading the last, the closer to this article, because mm. I think it really sums it up. It's really good. Uh, healers guard the tradition jealously and are very cautious about who they pass it on to. Johnny hopes that one of his four sons will agree to inherit the cure. More often than not, the ritual has a Christian element, but in many cases they've been adapted from pagan belief systems. Although modern tradition is divided over whether people seeking the cure must believe, healers generally agree that the person with the cure must have faith that whether through religious, spiritual, or psychological means, it can and will work. Some healers express a fear rooted in tradition that widespread knowledge of the cure would dilute its potency. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh, Francis McGlynn, a healer from Ro- County Roscommon, says that it could fall into the wrong hands and not be respected. He has cures for shingles and bleeding, as well as a herbal remedy for burns, which arrived in a greasy envelope slid under his door. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Over the hills and beyond the trees, Boyle Abbey, the ruins of a Cistercian monastery, uh, towers over the local landscape. According to legend, the Cistercians uh, once held all the cures in Ireland, but fearing Norman invaders and political turmoil, they secretly dispersed different cures to families throughout Ireland for safekeeping. Those Cistercians, man, fair play to them. 
Fair play. We could have lost all the cures and we didn't. Thank this God for the greasy envelope. Then Frankie, the lad, mentioned, I love how he said he got his cures here. He said, my father had the cures the year before he died. He said, Frankie, you'll carry on the old cure. And I says, of course I will. <laughs> Fair play to Frankie. <laughs> So I have mentioned and teased earlier that this wonderful special boy beside me, Luke, has a special big curing family. I have a, I have a gift of having a large family. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I actually, I dropped my mom a message before we did this mm. podcast. I just said, look, list the cures that are in our family. In your family? In, in, oh man, I'm oh. jealous. <laughs> so my <laughs> uncle, if you met any of these people, they're not very exceptional. <laughs> No, that's oh, you can't say it. that. No, as in, whenever I tell the story of my story, of my cures that I yeah. received, I will. It is funny how rudimentary Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Like yeah. But that's just the cures. I think that there's sort of a raw element to them. These people, they work in piggeries, they work in, you know, on farms, and they work in offices, and then they come back, and mm. they have to do this, which They is just great. have this cure as well. Yeah, it isn't their full time. But, uh... I my, get what you mean. My uncle uh, has the cure of the back, because he was born breech. So I believe born breach is that you come out backwards. You come out the wrong way, yeah. You come out the wrong way out of your mom. Uh, you come out her mouth. <laughs> out of her mouth. <laughs> you come out of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, uh, I, my mom said I would have it too, only Dr. Courtney turned you round. <laughs> Man, I love That's it. Gas. I <laughs> love the idea of this doctor spinning you around in your yeah. mom's womb. Yeah, we were laughing like a babe, <laughs> You put the little string into my under a belly button and <laughs> give it a rip and hope Luke turns around the right way. Yeah, comes out with all manners of cures and deformities. Ooh. But no, um, my other uncle has the cure of bleeding. I always laughed at that as a kid because what does that entail? I assume it yeah. means a bleed of. You, it could honest, be an internal bleed. Yeah. Or do you know some people are um, is it hemophilic where they can't stop bleeding? Or if you're on blood thinners because your blood is thinner, it just keeps fucking flying out of those holes I have a great story that I only thought of um, when we were out preparing in the yeah. other room but yeah my he has a cure of bleeding and it's usually done on cattle and stuff a mm. lot of these cure you'll even see in the thing it's very funny to say but you know as we've mentioned the importance of livestock before yeah in things uh, they're equally as applicable to both humans and yeah. livestock but yeah which you seem to be able to do over the phone the cure of the bleeding Uh not so, with the cow. The cow isn't on the other side of the I'm phone. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, hotline. But no, weirdly, my first uncle that I mentioned that had the cure of the back, um, he was in hospital uh, with a bit of a bleed and uh, my uncle gave him the cure over the phone. He wasn't even on uh, the other end. He was just in the room. Yeah. He was on the, in the bed. And, you know, the doctors, though, had their part to play. That's what I want to say here. But he did stop bleeding there the we next go. three hours. And so... There we go. That's cool. Uh, my finished it out my dad says he has no cure he's from Mayo except he thinks a good kick up the hole can cure anything oh man I said I was jealous but my dad has that cure as well <laughs> <laughs> and the most famous cure in my family is that my uh, granddad had the cure of the burn and it's quite a rare one it's nothing to do with being born anywhere or doing anything like that uh, you had to go out in search of a newt mm. which you then had to lick the back of I think it's actually the belly uh, but uh, I think it, it's the belly, yeah. But it's interesting that um, 
I often wonder, I assume newts were hard. To, you see, newts only have a specific time they're out in land and not in water. Yeah. So I suppose there's that element and there's a... They're not the most common animal in Ireland. No, I remember I was so shocked when I found them when I was a kid and we were on a nature walk and I found newts. I was like, I did not believe these existed in Ireland. I found one newt in my life and I remember David bringing up, oh, if we lick the belly of this, we'll get the cure of the burn. Like, Oh, that's out. how you get the cure of the burn. Which... By licking it. Yeah. Yep. That's not how you are cured of the burn. No. Oh, I misunderstood that. That's great. You have to. Then he can do it for forevermore. They also say that whoever has done it, they'll never burn their tongue. Wow. Um, but uh, what was it? Uh, no, as a result, we were like, oh, we'll surely find another one. And if anyone's watched that David Attenborough documentary, it's incredibly hard in Brit- the British Isles, in Ireland, England, anywhere. Yeah. To, uh, to find a new now. So... Even if you find one now, Nif, definitely make sure to lick it. You'll never get the chance to There's, cure someone and again. And this one, man, I read here, the person wishing to acquire the cure must repeat this on a nine on nine successive days. And when the ninth day he replaced the alp on the ground, it turned over and died. When he returned to the same spot the next day, if the alp lucra had gone, he knew he had acquired the cure. What's an alp lucra? Is that the last So the alp lucra is the Irish word for the newt. But the Alblucra also exists as essentially a parasitic worm version, a fairy, essentially. Ah. So if you slept near water or slept near certain areas, this Alblucra would make its way into your mouth and throat and from there on it would eat all the food you eat. So you would just become very tired, you would become kind of lethargic. It's not painful. They don't kill you in any way. Well, they do. You die of starvation if you have it in your system for long enough. Did you read the weird bit of uh, the cure for them? The cure for the alplucra, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you have to eat uh, really salty bacon and then lie beside the lie water. beside the stream. <laughs> then they go, go back in. Yeah, they they say, Jesus, that was so salty. I need water, and they run out of you, and that's pretty great. The alplucra, it seems, translates roughly to ferocious little creature. Nice. Um, people call. The Irish, like Anglo-Irish name for a newt now is man's keeper, which sounds quite nice. But it's I cool. think it's evolved from man creeper or man leaper yeah, because which makes of sense. it crawling down. crawling down your throat and eating all your food. Uh, but crazy. I wonder, did that happen or why did people... It seemed to be a fairly pervasive thing. There's not a lot of information on it, but it is just known that the Alplucra was... Like one crept down your throat. Yeah. Oh, God. That's why I'm so hungry all the time. <laughs> And if you're wondering what links a newt to healing of heat burns, um, newts, I'm pretty sure, are called salamanders in Europe, aren't they, more often? Or I think a salamander is in the same family as the newt. Oh, it actually, yeah, you're dead right, it actually says that here. Uh, the newt is a member of the larger salamander family, and its bright yellow flame-like stomach markings may have encouraged this belief, which held the cure was then implied by the spit of the liquor to the affected area of the brain. The spit of the liquor. The spit of the liquor. Uh, <laughs> I love the um, this constant idea of tying reptiles and reptilian things to fire breathing, fire soothing, fire resistant, all these things. I'd love to know where it started. You were saying that, Aaron, that for some reason people felt hell-bent on linking reptiles to fire to breathing. To fire breathing, and people are like, there was a search throughout history for a 
reptile that bred fire because people were just adamant that it had to exist. It is funny that you don't hear about dragons as much here as you do no. in mainland Europe. Mainland uh, Europe seems to be wyverns and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that some of that info there was from Stephen Colton of the Irish News. Is all the I think it's a web wow thing. the yeah. Irish News. Pretty high flutin. I hope they got it all. Just to finish out on that as well, I remember mm. asking my granny about the cure of the burn and being like, "What was that about, or what did he do?" Yeah. And then instead, you know how grandparents can be. She went on a tangent about when one of my other uncles, the third one, doesn't have any cures. Oh. Um, when he got scalded on the face for, by hot water, a man was called with a different cure of the burn. So in my head, I'd like to know there must be like almost levels. A hierarchy. To- or I wonder if one of the... St- tags that you get when you have the cures you can't do it on immediate family could be something like that like Ooh. but he he doesn't have any burns anymore so it mustn't have worked must have worked fair play yeah so here's a list of cures from i'm gonna need help with his name Aaron. p mcgilla koenig p mcgilla coney yeah mcgilla quina mcgilla quina yeah sure so the first one is uh, we're just going to rattle them off. Uh, the evil eye cure. Have you heard of the evil eye before, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a pop quiz. But uh, the evil eye. A person may have the evil eye and may not be aware of it, it says. It is given mostly to animals. Oh, I didn't know that. When admiring a good horse or cow, you should always say, God bless her. Unless to a dog. <laughs> Never to the dog. No. God does not bless that Good dog. boy. <laughs> Even if you have the evil eye, the prayer will prevent it working. Should an animal get the evil eye, here is the cure. Take the 26 letters of the alphabet and burn them under her nose so that she breathes in the smoke. This will cure her. Animals suffer quickly from evil eye. They are in perfect health one moment and the next they fall down and show great signs of pain. A red rag on the animal will also prevent the evil eye. Crazy. Man, I feel like I know people with the evil eye. Every time I'm done talking with them, I feel the worst of it. That's definitely what it is. <laughs> the alphabet thing's crazy, man. It's so odd. I wonder why, what this idea of burning the each letter of the alphabet and inhaling the smoke. Helps. You'll see as this list goes down the mix between the possible, you know, fate, placebo healing, the possible, and then also a mixture of like herbal remedies. Yeah, Some yeah. of them are more believable than others. There's like a mixture of herbal remedies, prayers, kind of incantations, these ritual, it's very ritual-esque. Like mm. a touching of the area and saying a few prayers and things like that. This next one by the same man, the Derb, as it is called in County Leitrim, but Derib is how it's pronounced. I Derib. Here. Derib. Yeah. The Derib is <laughs> <laughs> a little insect that cattle swallow when drinking. Immediately they swell up to enormous extent, and should the cure not be forthcoming, they die immediately. Jeez. The cure is to rub the body of the animal with Cassidy's rag. <laughs> That is a piece of cloth from the dress of a person named Cassidy. Their, clo- their clothes have the power of curing the Derib, as the Cassidys were great doctors long ago. The word is pronounced with two syllables, Derib. derib. <laughs> All operations on cattle, pigs and horses should be performed with a black-handled knife. Interesting. Um, he has a, he, this guy has a penchant for coloured things. Coloured things. Uh, this week's sponsor, Cassidy's Rag. <laughs> <laughs> You get the rag and I'll have me second name. <laughs> so there seems to be a lot of cures for warts, but this is a common one we found in 
My dad sent it to me through Irish Folk Medicine by Patrick Logan, but we also found it on Dukas. So, if you come across a black snail, you must not be looking for him. <laughs> yeah, if you come across him. Rub him on the warts and then attach him to a thorn bush by piercing him with a thorn. When the snail has withered, the wart will be gone. It's pretty cool, man. Cool. Yeah, Almost like you're sacrificing this snail to get rid of your wart. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, poor snail. But, um, I like the idea of fighting something but not looking for it. That's really odd. It's cool. I li- it's like a weird clause. It's funny, until now, just because I'd only read it, I assumed it was a slug, but obviously not. He said snail. Yeah. But um, another one that I read in the thing, just before I go on to my testimony, mm. is there was a war- one simple as they just listed... You go into the person's house and they ask for your name and like your date of birth. Oh, and you write it in a book. Yeah, and they said you leave that with me now. You forget about that. You forget about that. Yeah. And funnily, I think that's very important to getting. I think that might be the secret to getting rid of warts and things. From my experience, which I'll go into now, from my our sponsor today, Luke's big family of cures. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is uh, the out of sight, out of mind, putting it away? Definitely. I am. Um, sounds like I'm owning up to something I had a ward for like five to six years ages hated well, what a crime man I can't believe you're saying this on live air <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm no, right on my index finger really Damn. annoying spot it didn't yeah. really the thing about it is you know it's not your face or anything you know that's good getting yeah. out of, but like you know for pointing things like that bit annoying always picking is at he, does he want me to look at his ward or is he pointing at something <laughs> Heal me! <laughs> Are you a slit snail? <laughs> but do you know any snails? Uh, no. So this went on, and uh, oh, lots of times, different, whether it be in school or even parents, grandparents saying, oh, you should get that, you should get the cure. Cure. I was like, no, 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 no. Because then they would just feed into it. Uh, it was my feeling on it. Yeah. Um, but I got it frozen over those six years. I think I got it frozen four times, and it would, the freezing would shrink it preeminent like a little bit sore but uh, it would always grow back a little bit bigger which was the terrible oh you were angering it yeah exactly yeah, so like by that. the last time I did it just before I went to college it more or less got a it curled round from the top, front of my index finger round to the back of it so I was like alright this is getting it's out of too hand. much man literally out of hand yeah and um, uh, I remember <laughs> I was just annoyed about it was uh, I decided to do the shite where you wrap duct tape around it and I think that could have worked maybe if I kept at it. But then when at Stephen's Day maybe two years ago, got, you know, what's that? What was that? Ermeshka. What was that? Wait, the Ermeshka. worst to drink. I got the worst to he drink. He was yeah. the worst to drink after yeah. it. <laughs> Fireplace was burning inside it. But, um, no, and um, I did that and I woke up the next day. Very Were you early. spinning through the oats the next morning? <laughs> man, I was spinning through the oats in a second because I woke up at like nine or ten and man was like, come on, I think we're going to mass first and then we're going to, um, I found a woman, I've called her, it's too late. I've called a cure woman in, in Leitrim. We're it going that direction it. and we're going to sort this ward out. So mm. me and David got into the car hanging who votes in team I don't know I, I was like there's not one place I would rather not be than this random That's person's fair. house but drove and it took us about 20 minutes to get there down parts of back alleys of Leitrim I'd never noticed and um, it's I don't know why obviously it's going to be a normal person's house from even knowing my family but you always assume it's going to be like in the middle of like you know like a witch's house or something yeah but it's uh, a thatched cottage in this weird little grove with trees overhanging it and there's a long walk into it that's not 
yeah. paved. So then I got there. But it wasn't. It was just a normal house. A normal house pulled up. <laughs> and to be honest, I think mixed it hanging and means to, I don't know, awkwardness. I got up. Uh, Mam handed me a box of biscuits because generally in our area, you could only give a box of biscuits or maybe a bottle of wine to the person. But mm. Mam and Dad had gotten off giving them a bottle of wine. He's like, what if they've given up the drink? Which is a good question. A good question. So just biscuits, essentially. She must have a room full of biscuits. Full of... Sure, the house foundations are actually built <laughs> on tins of biscuits. Yeah, she's like the witch from the Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> oh, no. No, um, I, I go out and I was like, are you not coming in with me, ma'am? Which is so funny. She's like, of course I'm not. I was like, okay. She doesn't need the cure, man. I know. So then I went up and... That's terrifying. One of those situations where because you know yourself living in the country, you nearly don't need to knock on the door because... They know. They've seen the car pulling They've up. They've heard it heard rattling those cattle, cattle grid. grids. Yeah. Yes, next thing I came up as far as the door, had my knuckle on the door and it opened. And because I felt like a guy going to his devs, uh, for some reason I went biscuits first. <laughs> and you should give that at the end. So that's And she just walked right by me. So I ma'am sat right, right by me and went, well, Anna, is this the lad with the ward? <laughs> <laughs> she said, yep, it is. You'll sort him out. She goes, oh, I will indeed. <laughs> and I, I got in anyway and walked in. Nice, very farmer country home. Lovely. Went into her like live like the good room, living mm. room area. And I said, oh, you're going to try cure this ward? She goes, no, no, I will. Whoa, I love that. With, that's what I liked. With. They Absolute speak with certainty. Certainty. Love that. And sat me down and he said, what are you doing in college? And oh, my son's in UCD as well. Oh. And that went on. And Is he getting the cure to wart, I wonder? I wonder. And they got a box. It was a biscuit tin, which is gas. Open it. <laughs> Nothing but, I think, five cent coins in there. Wow. And then she pulled one five cent coin. And I have to say, she held my hand very genteelly. It felt like... Genteel. And she held it and she just started to stroke on one side with the five cent coin. She first she ripped the duct tape off and she said none of that, which I love because that's what everything says to do online. She says don't put that back on when you leave here. She said keep that away. Nice. I was like, okay. I was like, but will it breathe? She said, don't worry. She said it'll be gone without duct tape. Nice. And she rubbed one side for about three seconds, and then she rubbed the other side, and then she said, um, she's like, now don't look at it and try not to think about it. Nice. She said, that's Man, my. I, I she wonder- said that's my wart now. Whoa. Which is creepy. I wonder, <laughs> that is creepy. I wonder if the duct tape is going for that same vibe of because you can't see it, you're not thinking about it. Even yeah. though if you look at the duct tape, the only reason it's there is because of the wart, so you are thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. I, I like say, that, man. She said, that's my wart now. You don't have to think, but it. She, she even, she went, because obviously she's learned out of her dad or anything. She, she was just trying to say, it's my wart now is the idea behind it. Yeah. I think that's the big, is that you're meant to forget about it. And there was an She deals of, with it. She's taking that burden off you. It is really nice, as dumb as it sounds, to think that someone's thinking about something so, you know what I mean, such a personal problem to yeah. you that it does take the weight off. But uh, what was it? That was it done. And then on the way out the door, she said, I also do cure the toothache over the phone. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's expanding her business. <laughs> I and love I that car, man. I went oh, to I went to Insomnia in Cavan. It had just recently opened. Whoa! And I didn't Matt, know there was Insomnia in Cavan. Exactly. I'm joking. That's horrible. No, it had only opened that year, two years ago. Class. Great. But uh, no, and then within a week, keep in mind, I had this ward six years. That is. Uh, within a week, it would had shrunk. Then a bit of it fell off, I think, in another week. And wow. then the next thing, it was gone. What's weird is sometimes, I feel like it's living in me or something. Sometimes uh, my hand, it'll show signs. and let's say it'll, it'll tease maybe something growing and then it'll just stop. And you can see a little tiny scar from it. But she it's gone. She was slipping for a little bit and she forgot to keep for your Yo, wart. Your look, wart look, was look. running out the door and she's like, No, get back in here, you're mine. It's my wart, it's my 
But no, uh, I forgot to mention as well, she gives you the five cent. Yeah. You, she wraps it up in a little tissue, hands it to you and says, now, keep that in your house, throw it somewhere, bury it, but just make sure it's never spent. And first thing I did, throw it in the ditch once I came out. So there's definitely a ditch full of coins. Uh, near oh, absolutely. And let's hope, man, no one ever spends the yeah. coins. And <laughs> they get covered in warts of different... Speaking of warts, man, this is another one. A dramatic wasting cure is used in the neighbourhood of Trim, County Meath. In a ruined church near Newtown Bridge, there's a 16th century altar tomb with stone figures of a husband and wife on top of it. Water accumulates in a channel around the top of the tomb and a visitor will notice a large number of pins lying in the water in all stages of rustiness. The cure is performed by taking a pin and pointing it at each wart in turn. The pin is then placed in the water and as it rusts away, the warts will disappear. That's cool. I like these ideas, man. I like this whole idea. That was again from the book Irish Folk Medicine by Patrick Logan. Even if, and I don't like to ruin the magic of it, but to me, even if it's not magic, it seems like a very smart way to... It's not enough to just say, I'm going to placebo myself now. You have to add some sort of ritual yeah, to really exactly. yourself. Because well, placebo can exist by just the idea of thinking it's a placebo. There is yeah. always the element of taking a pill that you think is curing you, but it's not. Like There has to be some other aspect to placebo to make it work. And in case, when you're going to do these things, and in case, well, I know, what if I think or know it's a placebo? Obviously, it helps to be fully be fully on board but I I read an article recently on placebo and they said they told 50% of their people this is a placebo pill it's not real mm. what you're taking and but they still made them take it ritualistically and it's still they healed up better than people who didn't take the sugar pill yeah so I think it, it works it absolutely does work there was another one of this uh, just while we're on warts it's uh, called the cure via transference so you get these pebbles and you'd have a pebble assigned to each wart and you would leave these pebbles at a crossroads and if anyone took those pebbles and they would get the warts that's great it's like a trap yeah (laughs) I like that idea that there's a cost to it yeah so now we have cure for pain in the head a severe pain in the head is cured by getting a cure made This cure consists of getting your head measured by a man who has the cure. He can tell you how... He can tell you how much the head is open, and it gradually closes after each measuring. (laughs) And when completely closed, the pain will have gone. Andy Kilbridge... I'm actually not going to say this, because we're not... You're not meant to out people, they're not meant to be advertised, so I'm not actually going to say his name. I'm not going to say where he's from. Yeah. Because it'll reduce his power and I don't want that to happen. I feel like that's unfortunate. He's probably gone, but... His children mightn't be. Exactly. Um, That's cool. How open is your head right now, man? I assume, do they mean that theoretically? (laughs) Man, my head is wide open, I think, last one. Oh, really? I think they mean kind of figuratively how open your head is, theoretically... um, because I presume you're not going to him with the fucking massive gaping it. hole in your head. Like that thing they do. Uh, Trepanation. Yeah, yeah, but no, I assume, because at the start he just mentions pain in the head. He doesn't need mention a mortal wound to the no. skull. Um, yeah, I'd say it's just sort of, isn't there a pile of science or there was dedicated to the idea of the skull and the shape of the skull? and It mightn't be anything to do with Do that. you want a few cures based on skulls? These, Hell yeah. These, again, are from... The book 
Irish Folk Medicine by Patrick Logan. We're not sponsored, just my dad sent me some images from it, and I think uh, they're they're absolutely funny. Some of them are hilarious. Let me just find this here now. I'm not going to pause it. Sorry, now. God, when you're looking for them, you can't find them. And when, you're finding, there. and when you're finding them, you can't look. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm keeping Here we go. There's a famous cure for hoop... Cure? There's a famous cure for hooping cough used in the area around the borders of Cavan and Meath. In this case, the vault of a skull reputed to be that of a bishop is kept for the cure. I have been told that about the year 1830s, when an old church in the neighbourhood was being pulled down, three skulls were found under the altar and were thought to have been the skulls of bishops. Two of the skulls have disappeared. But children suffering from whooping cough are brought from 30 miles around to drink water from the remaining one. Damn. That is... That, to me, is insane. That's some birthday present. There... (laughs) Let's go down and drink some water out of the bishop's skull. Yay! Bishop's skull. Good name for a drink. Oh, man. Oh, if we ever get big enough, would you buy that lad if we procure lad <laughs> our one listener? <laughs> uh, if we made it, Bishop Skull is a Bishop good Skull name. is a great name for a beer. So another one with a skull. Wounds were sometimes dressed with a moss found growing on human skulls, which had been left exposed to the air. There are many historical references to the use of this moss. Usnie crani humani to give its name in Latin, which is crazy that the Latin name has human skull in it. After the Confederate Wars, the moss was sent to England on a number of occasions, and during the early years of the 18th century, the skulls of those killed at the Battle of Ockram were also exported for the moss that was growing on them. Ockram, coming up again. The coming stone. up again from, yeah. So some magical powers around Ockram, it seems, man. Yeah. But I think that is absolutely crazy that this moss is got properties because it grows on skulls. I know that moss in general is used for cleansing and cleaning. Oh yeah, which brings us on to our cure of wounds. Wounds. Yeah, we read up that sphagnum moss can be used to treat cuts and wounds. Uh, The moss grows around boglands around Ireland uh, and it was reportedly used in the Battle of Clontarf. There you go. uh, What time is that? Uh, 10.14. 10.14, crazy. That's very early. It's a long time ago. Uh, that Irish men and women used the moss to cover and fill wounds in uh, warriors' injuries from the battlefield. Imagine getting moss pumped into your wounds. I know. And uh, it's weird, but it does have these medical properties. Antibacterial, antifungal, anti Isn't it mad if people just immediately assume anything from around about with dirt on it would be bad for your, um, yeah. your body? Um, this moss was recognised as having medicinal powers and is even said to have been used in infant cradles to keep babies clean, that's dry and cool. warm. Oh, I bet that's comfortable. Like. Yeah. Uh, during the First World War, cotton wool was commandeered uh, for gun cotton and, ex- and explosives and instead both the German and Allies used sphagnum moss in treating soldiers' wounds. Yeah, I think that's it was crazy. cool it mentioned in the next one that because the trenches were so filthy and full of these, like, you know, runoff of excrement and things that these... There was like a high rate of infection in the wounds, so this sphagnum moss was used to help prevent that infection and protect the wounds from this absolute filth. And I think it here it says that the sphagnum moss has the capacity to lower pH, and I'm pretty sure low pH between one and seven is acidic, so it must kill. 
these bacterial colonies. And another little, uh, we're still keeping, by the way, on the list from our man from Leitrim. His, yeah. his list is long. His cure for wounds, uh, for deep cuts that are bleeding, covered the cut with cobwebs. This is a recurring one in a lot of places. Yeah, so hold, I think this is a common one. Hold moss to a bleeding nose. So he's he's got the sus with moss as well. Yeah. Uh, I see the Irish Times, a little article by Avian Nishulavon, uh Weirdly, I think this is the article that I found Dukas using. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is crazy. Originally? Yeah. This spo- this article spawned the this podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, the another, Genesis. Another local Irish tradition which holds a scientific secret is the unusual practice of using cobwebs to treat cuts and scrapes. Uh, Tygo Cuan, regarded as one of the great Gaelic physicians of the Middle Ages, wrote in a, in a 1415 manuscript that the spiderweb, cold and dry, has the retentive virtue it stops the bleeding of wounds and it heals I love it man retentive virtue retentive virtue uh, Charles Stuart Parnell crushed his hand in machinery at Arclo Aquarius Charles Stuart Parnell being the nationalist uh, politician there we go the of Parnell Street fame yep he started up all the, the cool Chinese restaurants and pretty stuff sure he did man um, a servant of his panty youth. bar panty bar <laughs> is he doing Parnell Street no, I'm thinking of the wrong street. <laughs> um, Cine World. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Damn, that's made me sad. Uh, a servant of his used this remedy to try to curtail this bleeding. In some parts of Ireland, this practice was also used to staunch bleeding when dehorning cattle. A Ooh. tradition of using spider silk to treat wounds seems to date back to ancient Greece. I love that they say spider silk once we mention Greece. Yeah. Spider web. Until no, get... it's silk when it's over in those eastern, more eastern areas. Yeah. Like, tropical... Where vinegar, honey, and then spiders' webs would be used to treat hunt wounds. Great. Uh, research, uh, recent research from Germany has since uh, evidenced the benefit of using spider silk to scaffold skin growth and for patients with serious skin injuries such as burn victims. Class. And this is the, as well, it's great to see. This pish rogue uh, may lead to breakthroughs in treating serious injuries. Nice to see our spelling news. There we go. Um, but no, it's really cool. Uh, I like it. I like it that it was used as this idea that because it is like spiders would use it to create their homes it's kind of like a net or a webbing that they thought well if you put this net webbing on our wounds it'll heal it close it seal it i do always love the idea that anything we develop is a give and take of like modern ideas but most of what we build harkens back to you know yeah a natural design of some form which absolutely next one there from our list cure for wildfire uh we were even wondering what wildfire wildfire is a rash i think it seems to be a rash kind of skin condition. Probably hot. Uh, probably hot. Uh, no, uh, wild- Pretty hot. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> the best. I have the best. <laughs> the best skin disease. Wildfire on the face can be cured by rubbing it with gold or rubbing it with a marriage ring. Interesting. That. Like that. Rings seem to be used a lot in cures for physical ailments, kind of topical ailments. I think like, it's the idea of gold being this power. I'd like to know if there's any, if it's just the symbolism of gold or if there's any you know um, soothing energies or something to it or they manners. like isn't gold and silver used in sort of lunar energies and these things so yeah. we might be, be surprised this, this is a stretch citation needed for us but um, what was it it also I don't think it's in this list but just of, in, of interest we might have brought up in earlier episodes um, the water of an iron of an iron what you call forge the water mm. they use to cool down things often used to cure things from warts to oh, skin cool. diseases. I wonder if it's just maybe after years and years of dipping hot iron into it there's like excess iron and crystals, the powers, energy force. Something. 
from the earth, minerals. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. Cure for a ringworm there, rub the affected part with ointment made for the a- for, from the ashes of burnt leather and unsalted butter. Cool. I wonder if that smells nice. I don't know. Do you think it tastes nice? The ringworm, I don't like it. I don't know if I can know what burnt leather smells like. Let's go Heart. test it out after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get those shoes, those Doc Martens. <laughs> so another one is a pain in the stomach. <laughs> Lie across a stool so that it will press against the stomach. This will relieve stomach pains in the children. I don't know, man. <laughs> if that's so much as a cure, more of like a... Punishment. I don't know what you would call it, but... A burping. That's more of a mechanism. Yeah, more of a mechanism. I don't know. Of uh, like kicking the hole. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, very funny. It, I feel like a lot of the cures for kids are a little bit more... Um... We mentioned in the very first episode a cure for childishness and laughing being to make six loaves of bread and feed it to your child. But this is similar, but with a different spin on it. Yeah, uh, the cure... Uh, I'm read it. I'll read it in his voice. Do. This cure was in my own family generations ago. It was last made about a hundred years ago by a granduncle of my father's called Dr. Kilkenny. At least that's what the name he was known by. <laughs> Dr. Kilkenny. I assume he came up from Kilkenny. Surely he's got some ties to Kilkenny. Well, we, he could second name could be Kilkenny. We had a lad in primary school that we called... Um, uh, oh no, we had a day called Ray Day, which was just the day the lad Ray came Day. In. The lad, you know the way people come in to teach a GAA? Yeah, but his just name was Ray. The guy, his name was Ray. <laughs> That's the it. best. And then when he retired, a new guy came in and we called it Ray Day for months. That's that. the best, man. I love that. That's a tradition then. Ray we Day. called our granny and Mayo, Granny Mayo to her face. Granny Mayo. Granny Mayo. And the other one, Granny. <laughs> Mad. Um, yeah, this cure consists of three barley cakes called turdequines. Great care had to be exercised in the souring of the barley. Uh, if one blade of oats, wheat or rye grew with the barley, the cure was of no avail. That's crazy. It was tainted if it wasn't just pure rye. Therefore, pure the barley. barley seed had to be handpicked before being sown. Sown. He just spelled that weird. And the Kilkenny... What? Sown and the Kilkenny's... Somehow. The Kilkenny's would have been, I'd say, because he's Dr. Kilkenny. He was actually the farmers were the Kilkenny's. It was their second name. Uh, yeah, always yeah. sowed a little patch each year to make the cure. The barley was ground in a corn and some herbs, the name of which could not be discovered, were mixed with it. And Intriguing. The cakes were eaten by the husband and wife. That's, that's shocking to me, man, is that the husband and the wife eat these cakes. Look not... what you're doing to us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look what we're, you've done We're blowing up here uh, Very funny I don't really know how it works That one That's a random enough one yeah. man uh, Cows calving This is very interesting Never let a cow see her own clean clearings uh, And this is just You know the afterbirth and All stuff. the bits that come out after yeah, all the During and bits. after yeah, The Danny DeVito to the Arnold Schwarzenegger Of twins yeah. <laughs> um, Always throw them up on high White thorn bush where they will wither away And where no animal will get them uh, When the calf is calved Rub a little of the cow's manure Into his mouth and then clean it out That's interesting uh, Probably gives it a little bit of um, toughening up A taste of what the real world is like well, this is probably I can't, great... we can't curse. Put some poop in his mouth. There we go. Um, doo doo. Um, <laughs> boo boo. <laughs> boom boom. Uh, what was? What children are gonna be listening to this? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, what was it? No, very interesting. Um, I I assume some of that is to get antibodies in that in the old body. 
You same. wash it out. I actually don't really understand it. Like to be fair, these cows are going around eating grass all the time, and I'm sure they're not too picky. And if some there's a bit of poop on it, uh, you definitely. This is something you're taught in ag science, guys. Give the cow a drink of her own bee stings, uh, and she will not take milk fever. Uh, the first three days that a, a mother produces uh, milk for her calf is vital. It's uh, special. It's got antibodies in it that the mother has procured specifically for it, that animal. Exactly. It's the same with us, man. The mother yeah. knows what kind of antibodies and things the child needs. That's just a thing with mammals, I'm pretty sure. It knows. No, uh, I always imagined a, a miserly old fa- farmer drinking the beast himself. This will make me better! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, two people get a blessed candle and make the sign of the cross with it three times on the cow's side, then pass it round under her belly and let the other person do the same on the other side. Repeat this three times on each side in honour of the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost. The cow will be then nothing worse of her calving. It's good for the cow. And we have a trifecta of more cures from Irish folk medicine by Patrick Logan. Jeez, man, he's going to see some influx in sales from us. (laughs) (laughs) So we we have one here, which is the cure for baldness, which is a treatment favoured in County Kerry and County Clare. Human urine is poured into the bladder of a goat which is then hung up in the chimney above the fire and it must remain there until all the liquid has evaporated. When this has happened, the bladder is taken down, ground up and rubbed on the scalp. Bit gross, but this next one. There is another preparation made with worms. The person making it must fill a jar with worms and bury the jar in a manure heap. At the end of a month, the jar may be dug up and the contents rubbed on the scalp. There's a morbid curiosity, man. Do you think the worms survive in a jar That's for a month? Or is it like this jar of mush? Yeah, I'd say, I suppose, it's gone. Yeah, I'd say it's a jar of mush, man. Uh, it's funny that it's when you read gross. that first, I didn't know if the bladder... Of the, like, when they said pouring into the bladder, I was like, are we literally pouring pee into a sheep's mouth? <laughs> no, I'm glad. I, I'm kind of glad. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one we have here is from the same book. A very simple treatment may be given by a man who never saw his own father. Uh, <laughs> he simply breathes over the patient's mouth. In some cases, the healer must be a seventh son, but the treatment is the same. And in cases when the healers are not easily available, the breeding may be done by a fasting gander. A fasting gander. So odd. So the the theme of the seventh son getting a cure is common, and or the idea is, I guess, that they're so far down in the line of succession of getting anything, inheritance or whatever, that they yeah. got the power of the cure. Also, there was the power of the cure is if two people married who had the same second names, that they would inherit yeah. or they would acquire a cure, which I think is cool. And I remember reading then that this was common in the northern counties because there wasn't as many second names which is something I find strange there isn't as many because we're all you know <laughs> family up there no, I <laughs> I'm joking but um, <laughs> I didn't want to say it thank god my dad's from Mayo so yeah that's <laughs> yeah. alright but only half but no uh, just to mention because I didn't the breathing one there was to cure thrush in children specifically. yeah so if your child has a thrush fast your gander and get him to breathe in the patient's mouth very interesting the Kyo's by the way Cassidy's I think there's other names for some reason always related to healing healers. healers so that's cool if you have that second name even if you're not now remember that you probably did come down from a line of you know healers at some point maybe who knows so check it up you might have a cure
So this is a cure of swelling or a cure of the rose, which could also be known as a blind boil. Ooh. The unsalted butter is brought to the cure maker on Mondays and Thursdays, and he or she goes through certain rites with it. This is then brought home and rubbed to the affected parts on the above-mentioned days. While rubbing, you must say, in honour of St. Rose, that cures the rose. The red swelling or blind boil is called the rose, and therefore the disease is called the rose. <laughs> the suffering person must be told to get the cure made, otherwise it'll not work. For example, if a man thinks he has the rose, he cannot go to get the cure until someone tells him that the swelling is like a rose and then the cure can be made. People should be very careful about calling ordinary swelling or boils the rose. In fact, the word should be used very sparingly. Oh, Damn. I just said it about 15 why times. Did they, why did they write it so much <laughs> in the damn? And the disease and its cure should seldom be spoken damn. of. Oh, the cure is transferred from man to woman or woman to man. The cure cannot be given from man to man or woman to woman. Well, it's the 21st century now, man, maybe. <laughs> no, God, no. man, I'm going to get the rose after this. I'm kind of frightened now. Don't worry, I'll cancel it out. To finish this out, I'll give my last testimony. Of the the boy first, of the cures. Yeah, this is the first cure I ever got. Oh. Um. Yeah, the wart one was later. Actually, no, I got a cure for a Veruca, I think, ages gone by. I just can't remember it very well. <laughs> um, that was a part of the cure. Flashbacks, yeah. Whoa. You can't remember it. But, uh, yeah, funnily enough, me and David were playing FIFA. I remember it was years, like... It might have been 2015 and we were playing FIFA 2012 because me and David don't like football. That's all right. Um, They're all the same anyway, man. Yeah, bought it for three quid, I think. There you go, instead got of 60. Of uh, pain in, I got a pain in my eyebrow while playing it, man, to the point where I had to pause the game. And that was where David, you know, we're both bad and it sounded like an excuse. Yeah. It was like, come on. Uh, but then I kept complaining about this. It's like a pain that, like a needle in a singular pore that would like dip in and then stop. It's called colicky pain, man. Colicky pain is like oh. pain that comes and goes suddenly, sharply. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Why I, it's called colic? The cough, or is that just... Colic, it's just different. Ah. Yeah. Well, the colic and pain in kids can come and go, I guess. They're just screaming yeah. and roaring. Screaming. But, uh, no, uh, that went on anyway, and it sort of started to spread a little bit to under my eye, just a little. And uh, I remember complaining about it at dinner. And, to be honest, my dad was going, cop on, because I was complaining. I was like... Oh, just get God. better at FIFA, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> just leave it out, lad. But it went on anyway. Uh, but my mum was set to go on a pilgrimage the next week. Nice. And over that week, after, it was like a weekend that we went. And uh, what was it? Uh, I mean, it was a weekend that this was taking place. And uh, mum said, I think that sounds a lot like um, shingles. I've had shingles when I was a young girl. And dad was like, only old men get shingles. But she said, but I've had it. So... Mom, and your mom, for the record, is not an old man. No. <laughs> and um, what was it? It went on anyway, for the record. <laughs> the mom said, look, we're going to doctor and call. Like, do you feel it? Is it bad? But I was, you know, when you're looking around and other people are telling you to cop on, you're like, Jesus, what if this isn't anything? And I've made a big hope. That's the worst. Yeah, so but I get it. I, get I was it. like, oh, we don't need to go. And mom said, look, we're going. Mm. And uh, I like how Adam and your mom is. It's worked every time, man. Yeah, exactly. It's a mother knows that yeah. silly thing. But uh, we went to the doctors and first when I was in triage and the nurse said, I don't know, there's no physical science of shingles yet. So I was shitting myself. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was um, scared at this point. Yeah. Um, 
even professional medical people are telling you there's nothing wrong with you lad yeah so then i was waiting for 15 minutes and then the doctor it was one of those things we walked into his office and he sat back in his chair and he went was it the mother who guessed it was singles she said yeah he was, you could be a doctor he said yeah you got up very early it is shingles he, he nice. t- tested blood, the bloods but while we were there he said look he just listed a few things about shingles I'll say it now because there actually is a lot of misconceptions Misconceptions. it's not chicken pox you can only get shingles after you've had sh- chicken pox apparently yeah. it's just because it lives dormant in your system uh, it is more common in old people but it can happen in young people it's an immune system thing mm. uh, the only reason it can happen as a result of stress but that's just because stress lowers I think you were system. stressed out that you weren't getting any better at FIFA man <laughs> I actually was stressed it was, it was during <laughs> leaving Sardish time oh that's um, nice so that happened and uh, what was it um Or maybe going back to school after the summer, I think. Yeah. But uh, what was it? During it all, he said, look, there's nothing. I can give you antiviral ban- antibiotics to make sure, and antiviral medicine to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said, there's nothing actually to tackle shingles itself. It'll just, just go away. Mm. And then he sat back and he said, look, you can go get the cure if you want. So this was the doctor. He said, Hup. go get the cure if you want. And I was like, I probably won't. Uh, and when I went home dad said which was funny he said Jesus he was like it's a good job your mother brought you because I was going to be minding you for a week there and I wasn't taking to you a doctor yeah. I, thought, I thought you were lying that's great but uh, it can actually I didn't know it's actually pretty that's one thing as well that old people used to make up about it that shingles generally only happens on one side of the body for some reason interesting but there used to be an old thing that if the crescents met that you'd die damn man so I like that the doctor was telling me all of this just in case some mild ones tried to scare me yeah but um no this went on anyway and, never uh, shall the two shingles meet <laughs> uh, what was it? apparently getting it on your face it can start cause meningitis or a stroke which is crazy that's scary but um anyway this went on and I was in severe pain it's really annoying I was out of school but it's one of those illnesses you have no joy being out of school you just mm. hate it and after three days without my permission dad came home with a little metal tin like brasso tin and he was like I went to get a cure after little that little tincture and it was in um, great word uh, it was in um, Leitrim he got it of course and he opened it up and it was just a little tin full of unsalted butter with what you could tell was blood on top of it just like mm. a little I don't know if it was his own blood or an animal's blood I think blood. it usually is the curer's blood that's good to know or animal blood but yeah the curers can use his. their own blood Yeah. and uh, what was it the next thing dad said right and he rubbed it into my face kind of without asking then rubbed it into my the scalp on the left side of my head mm. and round and I said right don't shower for five days gee um, <laughs> let me slather uh, up and don't shower yeah exactly it smelled <laughs> like popcorn Uh, That's not the worst, man. It smelled yeah. like popcorn. But to sleep... Oh, you're, man, imagine the pillow. Oh, God. And uh, I learned to do Photoshop during this time. There we go. Funny. But uh, I did wash within four, three days. I just And couldn't. were you uh, cured? I do think that um, it eased... The day I woke up after it being on my face, I wasn't in as much pain. I was definitely tired of myself, but not in much pain. There we go. But the thing is, I was three days since my diagnosis. So that one isn't as clear cut as the wart story but I do think I have to say I think there must be something to the unsalted butter that might soothe it might be a, a bit of a like pseudo cream job on it yeah man I think the power of the mind is incredible what we can do if we believe in like getting better believe in healing like when I broke my two 
Calcane I was in a tragic accident yeah. where I fell out of a plane landed on my feet and yeah. I broke my two heels <laughs> he just rubbed, rubbed moss and spider webs <laughs> all over himself but my aunt gave me a holistic um, homeopathic remedy man and I absolutely took it and Devoured I'm it. healed up just right and of course he did all the right stuff I did all the right things stuff. too but I think there's a power in belief and in your own mind which helps I think and that's what we're gonna finish out now but I think the biggest takeaway I took from this is when we were reading for our first episode, I remember hearing how much the druids, which were... Druids had an amalgam like a, of jobs. It was yeah. kind of... They needed to know all this medicinal stuff, all about herbs and things, but they needed a a poet's verbiage was a big thing. And I think when you, we've read so many of these cures, we didn't do many of the prayers now, but a lot of these cures come with little prayers and things that maybe Rituals and the kind cure of incantations. would know. And I think it's... um. I think, yes, they were doing it to an excess that they had these words and maybe not as much of the the medicine to back it. But now I think it's almost the opposite. You know, you go and you get hard facts off the doctor, but you don't get this sort of um, this comfort side to mm, it of mm. someone telling you, this water's with me, I've got you. you yeah, know? that sort of side of it. And I think those Druids were known to be very, like, of... What is it? good tongue they just had very eloquent way of putting things and talking you needed it um i think we'll go into that we might do an episode on on early ireland and the poet's tongue is a, is a huge thing so mm. expect that probably in the future and more on druids because i've been reading up a little bit on their journeys into the forest to uh to uh meet the gods meet the gods one last thing lads to keep all these diseases away cut an onion in two stick one half of it over the front door and the other ho- the other half over the back door and He'd be grand. What's that for? Just for keep away diseases out of the house, man. That's keep br- them away. That's great. Simple. That's by Mary Josephine Kenny for Bane County Offaly. And there we have it. That's another legendary episode of this podcast, the Pish Rogues podcast done. Uh, can you write into us, please, everybody? If you have any stories, any bit of art you've done, anything like that, into pishrogspodcast at gmail.com or on any of our social media accounts, just send an own message. Definitely. Uh, if you've been cured, we'd so love to hear these testimonials and we'll read them out and we'll make an episode around that. We do. We only have a small audi- audience, of course, now, but we do put a lot of work in generally, mm. and uh, we would love any little. If you think, oh, my story is going to be, they don't want to hear that. We do. We do. We absolutely do. Um, and and we do think on it. And there's been people who have sent us stuff, and we are building episodes around. And yes, we have. I've had lovely fans and listeners write into us, and I have bought a book by Eddie Lenehan, and I'm loving it so far. And he's a very cool man. I think he's a very into this idea that our whole culture and heritage is being lost and disappearing and his goal, his mission, he said is to go around and collect as much of it as he possibly can and preserve it What's your uh, thing I love taking the wheat from the chaff, is that what uh, The ch- uh, wheat from the chaff The chaff from the wheat chaff from, yeah, That's what we like to do here, obviously we don't want to take everything from old Ireland, but we do You know, we want to bring light to it and maybe you could apply some of it Yeah, to your, absolutely to your Big thanks to Gareth Quinn Redmond for the beautiful music, the beeps, the boops. Oh, it's so good. I love uh, it. Check it out. Spotify. I'd say it's everywhere. He's everywhere. Gareth Quinn Redmond. Uh, thanks to Ashleen Larkin for all the design, for our design. Uh, it's great. I actually got a compliment this week uh, offered from 
I can't say where from a good source though. There we go. Uh, and we don't mention it every episode, but um, uh, Duca's uh, the Duca's database. Duca's yeah. database, and you, I believe it's in UCD folklore collection. Yeah, uh, amazing stuff, and uh, it really is where we get all our our info. If you're ever bored and you want to see random old stories, go to the Duca's database. They have so many entries and an index where you can kind of choose what style of story or what subject matter of the story is and there's so many random stories you can do it by school do it for your parents yeah uh, they'd be very interested to know Uh, and lastly what I'm going to do is we're going to try and utilise this spiritual this um, placebo energy me and Aaron are just going to hum for you to make sure that your day that your day in work that boss of yours uh, is not going to bother you as much you're going to have power you're going to and also that wart's going to disappear everything Uh, if you believe in it enough your life will be there are hardships coming but god you'll get past them like all the ones you've done before i believe in you especially if you give us uh, if you tune in regularly Mm -hmm. so Mm.